0: Huge show today. We've got all the updates in Holland. The Dutch uprising. A tank. Police firing on tractors. What's happening? We're going to get into it as well as the updates. Highland Park. Where were the parents and all this? And did the father sign off knowing that his son had mental issues, but sign off on him owning an assault rifle. All this and more ahead, but first, the Student Action Summit, Turning Point USA. We have to understand July 22nd to 24th, get your tickets. President Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, they're going to be there. Link's in the description. Make sure you go and get your tickets and use promo code POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 6, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines... Dutch farmers apparently brought a tank to these fertilizer green protests that are going on in Holland right now. We're going to break it down. The police have opened fire on one of the tractors. Next, Highland Park update shooting suspect charged with seven counts, first degree murder, the family. We're going to dig into that a little bit. Next, Antifa targeting a TikTok star. Haley Lautenbach in Portland. We just got this uh, information out from January or July fourth, and then finally an overwhelming breakdown of law and order in the United States. Powerless police, powerful essay written up. Zero Hedge. We're going to get into all of it. All this more ahead. Human Events Daily. Okay, so an incredible story out of the Netherlands. We've been following this for a little bit. It's been going on in the background. What's happening? I'll explain it. Dutch farmers have brought a tank to the fertilizer protest. Cops shot a tractor. All of this breaking real-time stuff. What's happening? What does it mean? Well, in the Netherlands, they have passed a new green bill, a new green legislation. It's not quite the Green New Deal, but it's close and what it is it's the government has told or set a essentially a production target that they will reduce their nitrogen emissions on a province by province basis and they have a goal date set for it they passed this law the farmers know that this new green government scheme to reduce nitrogen and it will target directly their fertilizer and It would cut into a point where the estimates are showing that about 30% of the country's farms would be shuttered. Why does this matter? This matters because the Netherlands are the number two exporter of agricultural products in the entire world. I'm going to say that again because I don't think a lot of people understand that that's how this works. The Netherlands are the number two. To exporter uh, after the U.S. in the entire world. What does that mean? Well, sure, China, India, Russia—they make a ton of agricultural products, but a lot of that is used for internal consumption. I don't think it would surprise anyone to find out that China is the world's largest producer of rice. Uh, but that being said, of course, that rice is consumed mostly internally by their massive population. You See, same the same dynamics in India and as well as Russia. But in the Netherlands, because their population is small, they can afford to export because they have food security and food stability. They can then export out the food that they're producing and then put it onto the international market. This is a huge part of their economy. So their government coming in At the behest, of course, as we know, this goes directly along line with the Great Reset, with the Green New Deal, with the World Economic Forum. This is exactly what they have all wanted and what they've all stated they're going for. To put these people out. They've been doing it for thousands of years. Keep in mind, this is the Dutch forest. This is the windmills of Holland, right? They understand farming. They know what they're doing. And that's why the farmers are retaliating. Here's what we can report. Some what's going. Keen Bexty is over there and he's got the tweet out. Dutch farmers have purchased a tank to use to block distribution centers. They're blocking food distribution. The use of tractors was used for that purpose earlier in the week. And Zero Hedge has got a lot of this out. The police are violently pulling down blockades one by one through the use of Romeos. Uh, this is shocking for democracy. But this is Keen Bextie again. This is Klaus Schwab country. Here is a snapshot from the front lines. He's got DutchUprising.com. We've got a Dutch uprising. That's really what this is. We are seeing now a Dutch uprising against this. We're also hearing, as of late last night, Dutch police fired targeted shots on Tuesday evening during a farmers' protest near the town of Hirenven. According to police, a threatening situation arose when protesters tried to drive into officials and in official cars. Warning shots were then fired, and an officer also fired pointedly. No one was injured, but a tractor was hit. Three people have been arrested because a police officer fired shots. The National Criminal Investigative Department will investigate the incident. Look, I, I just want to understand, right? I want to explain. Right? We're not we're not condoning violence. We stand against violence, but you've got police now shooting at farmers, at tractors who are rising up because of green laws that are put in place with the backing of the World Economic Forum in furtherance of the Great Reset. Understand what point in the movie we're in. These farmers clearly understand. These farmers clearly understand what it means for them, what it means for their livelihoods, what it means for their country. We don't condone violence, all right? But we understand This situation and we're going to explain this situation and that the government of the Netherlands perhaps should be listening to their farmers, listening to the people of their country, listening to the people that actually run a productive economy instead of listening to the World Economic Forum and pushing the Great Reset Green agenda upon them. I want to take a minute to talk about the fragile state of the U.S. dollar and what it means for you. I think we're in for a tough year, and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the market. Now, us real patriots know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic, and it's about to get worse. That's why I recommend you diversify with gold and silver now, and the only company I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they want to care and build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold is the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with the Trust Link, and they're AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them I sent you. So don't wait, call or click today. Go to allegiancegold.com poso, allegiancegold.com poso. Today, the Lake County State's Attorney's Office has charged Robert Cremo III with seven counts of first-degree murder. Woo! for the killing spree that he has unleashed against our community. These are just the first of many charges that will be filed against Mr. Cremo. I wanna emphasize that. There will be more charges. We anticipate dozens of more charges centering around each of the victims, psychological victims, physical victims, attempt murder charges, aggravated discharge charges, aggravated battery charges. There will be dozens of more charges against Mr. Cremo. But these seven counts of first degree murder will lead to a mandatory life sentence should he be convicted without the possibility of parole. So the latest update in the Highland Park July 4th massacre. Keep in mind, this is coming up after the Waukesha massacre, not far away, geographically speaking, from Highland Park. The father, enabled the, this from Post Malino, the father enabled the suspect in the July 4th massacre to buy guns after police flagged him as a clear and present danger. The subject was under 21 and the application was sponsored by the subject's father, police said in a statement. And there's a lot of news out there as well about these parents um, being absentee, uh, father at work a lot. Mother seemed to be um, there's there's one statement where the, the mother seemed the kids as a nuisance. Uh, she's an energy healer. Is how she is employed. Don't know exactly how much money they make. Uh, home is un- in foreclosure. Father, so facing financial troubles, as we can see. Uh, father works at a and runs a a local deli. You know, and it's a tragedy. It's the whole story is a tragedy. But you also hear questions about. You see a lot of comments of people saying that the kids were left alone, didn't get picked up routinely were left behind or forgotten at uh, after-school events, daycares, things like that. And I'm not saying that 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 justifies anything here, by the way, but it it paints the picture of of how we got to this point. But what's horrifying to me is that it it came out also that in 2019, this subject, Robert Crimo, attempted suicide. And that later that same year, police attended his home and there was a report that he wanted to kill everyone in his family had threatened them police were then called and they confiscated at the time a collection of knives and a sword later the suspect's father came in said the lives were, the knives were his and they were returned to the home what's interesting though it says at the time no arrests were made and the family was not willing to move forward on a complaint nor did they provide information on threats of mental health that would have allowed law enforcement to take additional action Firearms restraining order was not filed. Now, keep in mind, in Illinois, this is a red flag state. Multiple background checks. June 9th, 2020. July 18th, uh, 2020. July 31st, 2020. And September 20th, 2021. The father sponsored his application to purchase these weapons because he knew he was under 21. He was over 18, under 21. And so, there's a lot more here, right? Right? Banning guns is not the answer because you can see there's a clear mental health issues, a troubled child, a person who has, who has issues, deep-seated issues, parents facing financial pressure and maybe somewhat aloof or potentially just workaholic. But it also seems to me that this is a situation where the community failed because we've gotten so atomized in our societies that we say, you know what, sign them up for the SSRI, sign them up for the drugs, and then it's not my problem. And this big, big energy of that's not my job, There's big not-my-job energy from the mental health officials, in some cases perhaps the state police, right, or some level of the local authorities, right? I'm not going to, I shouldn't signal out the state police directly until we have more information. But what's so baffling to so many people is that this kid could be on the radar of so many agencies, suicide attempt, mental health counseling had been red flagged essentially over these threats to family, death threats to his entire family and the social media, crazy social media, facial tattoos all over the place. And yet he was allowed to purchase these weapons. And I'm just going to say it. I think conservatives have a blind spot here. I think conservatives absolutely have a blind spot because in this country, It's 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 common sense and it's obvious to say someone who's obviously got mental issues like this person should not be given firearms. All right. And it's simple that if you have committed all of these things, if you have had the point, if you've gotten to the point where law enforcement has been called on you because you attempted to kill yourself or attempted to potentially uh, threaten to kill others in a serious situation, serious enough for this, then guess what? Guess what, right? Perhaps there should be something placed on you in these background checks. That's all I'm saying. Put it in the file and then say, you know what? We can't give that to you. If you've been fifty-one, I talk about this all the time. If you've been fifty-one fifty, if you've been involuntarily committed, and if you've been someone that's been an involuntary resident of a mental health system, then you can't get in. But the problem is in this country that we we denied and dismantled our mental health, our public mental health system. We took it apart, and then we started pushing people onto SSRIs for the benefit of big pharma and at the detriment of our communities, to the detriment of our country. That's the problem, and that's what needs to be fixed. Are they peaceful? I hope, I don't know. Oh my god! <gasps> I'll be staying in the car. Uh, I'll be staying in the car. You know that on video, right? Okay. What the f**k? Should I tell Chris to come down? Do I need to do anything? A TikTok star and her family were attacked by Antifa during the F- July 4th celebrations in Portland. This from the post millennial. A TikTok star became the most recent victim of attacks carried out by Antifa. This is by the great Katie Davis Court. A TikTok star became the most recent victim of these attacks while a mob dressed in all black attacked her family's vehicle on Monday as they were driving home from the 4th of July celebrations. Haley Lautenbach. Posted a video of the incident to her TikTok account, which has since amassed over 3.5 million views. The howering video shows dozens of Black Bloc Antifa approach the family's vehicle after they became forced to come to an abrupt stop due to the extremist group taking over the roadways in downtown Portland for an Independence Day protest. Are they peaceful? Lautenbach asked as the mob of Antifa Antifa, approached the vehicle, according to the video. Within seconds, an Antifa militant jumped on the hood of their car and smashed the front windshield with their boot, breaking the glass. Oh, my God, she gasped. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. One of the extremists in the group followed shortly behind and took a photo of Haley and her family, a common tactic that Antifa uses to dox their victims. Frustrated with the Portland Police Bureau's inability to respond due to the department's ongoing staffing crisis and the city's increase in crime following the defund the police movement, Lautenbach called out elected officials on Twitter, Are you going to do anything about this? Because the cops sure just said, we know there's a lot happening out there. Stay safe, right? So it's interesting to me. That you've got a situation here where somebody's been lied to so much by the mainstream media, the mainstream press, the liberal media, telling them that Antifa doesn't exist. Antifa's no problem. Here they are smashing your vehicle, and it's going out across TikTok. And so maybe the silver lining of this is that maybe when it happens, and it, it, it's unfortunate because it shouldn't take this, right? That the left wing militant groups which run the streets of these cities are only found out when celebrities on the left admit that it's happening. Just a quick follow-up to that. There have been some local leaders, uh, community members who have called in the National Guard to be brought into New yeah. Orleans. Uh, do you have any opinion on yeah, that? Yeah, we're not gonna do that. The National Guard is the soldiers. They're not law enforcement officers. You have rules of engagement issues, and and it's just, that that is not an answer. And then finally today, in a story from the Economic Collapse blog by Michael Snyder, The country is not the same place it was 10 years ago. In fact, it's not even close to the same place it was five years ago. We're gonna talk about violent crime, listen to this. Here's a partial list of high priority emergency calls for which no police officer was available in 2021 in the city of Chicago. 14,955 assaults in progress, 17,828 batteries in progress, 16,350 person with a gun, 5,210 person with a knife, 12,787 shots fired, reports from people not shot spotters, which is the city's automated um, reporting mechanism, and then 1,352 incidents of a person shot, 887 incidents of a person stabbed, 14,265 incidents of domestic battery, high priority emergency service calls, and keep in mind, this is not all the calls in the city of Chicago. These are calls for which no police officer was available. Despite numbers such as these, there are lots of people out there that are relentlessly calling for police to be defunded. Do they want total anarchy? Because that's what would happen. Our streets are bad enough. We have violent crime up across the country, and no one is talking about this insane national crime wave. And that's all the time we have today. We are taking it extra serious. We're going to be good, be brief, be gone. That's our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Remember, as always, your homework. Share this out with one to 20 your friends and leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. What did we talk about today? Dutch farmers bringing a tank to fertilizer protests. Next, a Highland Park update. Third, Antifa targeting TikTok star Haley Lautenbach in Portland. And finally, the overwhelming breakdown of law and order in the United States. The police seem powerless. Before we go, folks, today's moment in history Today is the birthday of revolutionary war naval officer John Paul Jones, born in Kirkbean, Scotland. He is best remembering, remembered for responding I have not yet begun to fight to British opponents seeking his surrender during a naval battle. Ladies and gentlemen as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.